0: Hello and welcome to the Mastin Kid Podcast. I'm your host... Kip, And I am the creator of Functional Life Coaching, where we discover the root cause emotional blocks that are holding you back from success. And I'm also the creator of Trauma Hacking, helping you turning your nervous system into your ally. And the best-selling author of the book, Claim Your Power, and also a trauma survivor advocate. And this podcast is from my heart to yours. I'm going to share with you all kinds of different things, uh, different coaching uh, experiences that I've had with people, um, different parts of my life, maybe an excerpt from a seminar, different... different... Different interviews with friends and thought leaders, all about how to get unstuck, how to hack your nervous system, how to turn your nervous system into your ally and really get the edge so that you can really live your dreams, live your purpose, and most importantly, pay it forward. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. One favor I have for you is this if you love this podcast, remember to subscribe to it and if you feel called please feel free to leave a review because reviews really matter it helps us spread the word and helps other people really discover this podcast so if this was valuable to you please feel free to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast and if there's anything in this episode or any episode that really strikes you as an aha moment shoot us an email to hello at mastonkip.com. tell us which episode it was and about what time uh the breakthrough was in the episode, so that we can really know. Because I'd love to hear from you what your aha moments are. I love hearing that, and my team loves hearing that too. So, without any further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Mass and Kit Podcast. Let's talk about this for a second. If we're really honest, who here grew up loving getting A plus? Let me see. What show. Yeah, let me see A plusers. Let me see those hands. I love it. Okay. Now, let me ask you a question. What's going to block your purpose? Ah, you're like, shit, I raised my hand. (laughs) Not getting A plus in this one, (laughs) right? I've coined a phrase called A plus syndrome because what's ironic is I'm a college dropout, the child of a PhD and a master's teaching people who are certified with degrees how to make money. That's, it's kind of if you think about this don't drop out of college because why you're not going to get money for the job and now i'm like drop out of college so you can get money for the you know like there's a ironic thing right it's kind of cool right and a plus syndrome is something i've noticed because i love education i'm not anti college i'm not anti school i'm not anti education but the way that we were taught to learn is not helpful as an entrepreneur it's not helpful for purpose and i'm going to prove it to you okay so eric schmidt google chairman said this. It looks like the thing that separates out capable students from really successful ones isn't their knowledge, but their persistence with something. How long are you going to be persistent with something, okay? So the dude who runs Google, who's heard of Google? Anybody? That guy is like, yo, it doesn't matter what you know, it's what you do long term, whether or not you have a degree, okay? So here are a few symptoms of A-plus syndrome I have identified over the years. Comparison, procrastination, distraction, playing small, self-doubt, perfectionism, to name a few. Anybody have at least one? Let me see if I show hands. Okay, we need to talk, okay? We got to talk, okay? So this is the A-plus syndrome mindset, all right? The A-plus syndrome says, you know what? I'm going to get all this information before I take a test. I'm going to get all this data. I'm going to study for a long time, and then they're going to test me. That's how we were taught to learn, all right? Also, I have to be perfectly prepared for the questions I'm going to receive, and I'm going to have an idea of what those questions are. Some people give you the questions before the test, okay? In the A-plus mindset, cheating is teamwork. (laughs) Think about that. Could you imagine if you applied the academic mindset to your business? Think about that. Bless you, right? Oh, I'm sorry, um, I know I'm supposed to be my unique ability, but is it cheating to help you, ask you to do customer service because <laughs> I want to go teach, or is it teamwork? In the A-plus mindset, cheating is teamwork, okay? Also, perfect grades are what lead to high-paying jobs. That's a huge mindset, and you're taught to be a passive learner, just like what's happening right now, which is one of the reasons why I love Jeff gets the movement going in this room. Because movement helps you learn. It helps you not be so passive. Because in business, you have to be active or passive. Active or passive, y'all. That's right. T. Ooh. T. Now we got to get the back of the room into it. T. That's right. You got to be active in your business. And by the way, A plus mindset teaches you that you need permission even to go to the bathroom. Think about that. We had to ask permission to go to the bathroom. Could you imagine your business? I'm sorry. Do you mind if I go to the restroom? And they're like, no, hold it. No. <laughs> and by the way, that's just the bathroom. People need permission to raise their rates, they think. They think they need permission to, to take the next step to invest. You, whose permission do you need? Only yours. But we were trained otherwise. Okay? So A-plus syndrome is very expensive. It's taught you that taking risks is risky. And here's why. It's actually a really good reason. Because all of my work is trauma-informed. I look at, like, what's the real context of this belief? I don't shame people with limiting beliefs. There's no such thing as a bad or negative response. There's an adaptive response to a trauma underneath it. And so one of the things I realized is that most of us, were in 2018, almost 2019, most of us suffer from this lingering trauma called the Great Depression. In the Great Depression, the people who came out of that and thrived out of that, we're like, hey, yo, you got a roof over your head, you got a job, you got some food, you're good. And that has stayed with us since the 1930s. And it's almost 100 years later, we're in an exponential world with artificial intelligence basically crushing jobs left and right, going, hmm, I need a job, and I just, you know, gotta, this is my set point. And I think it's time to let go and honor our ancestors who went through the Great Depression to be able to give us the life that we have today. Let that mindset go. And to realize, you know what? That's not the world that we live in today. People make $100,000 a year or more playing video games. Okay? Like, seriously. You're like, what? Exactly. Right? Like, man, I should have let my son play the video game more. Yeah. He could be paying off your mortgage right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We live in a different world today, and it's changing so quickly. Okay? So that trauma is time to let it go. And also, we've been taught that perfection is what leads to financial success because perfect grades. Does that resonate with anybody, by the way? Perfection resonates with success? I got to do it perfectly? You guys aren't? Yeah? Cool. Because we're just being honest. Okay? I got perfectionism tendencies as well. Okay? And here's the hardest part, especially with the trauma-informed piece. A-plus syndrome taught parents to expecting perfection from their children is what love is. Right in the fields, right? Like, oh! And so here's the thing. Messing up, not getting it right, feels like a betrayal to the people who raised you. Because of what they went through was probably harder than what you're going through in a certain sense. Who follows? Does this make sense? But here's the deal. Perfection is not going to help you anymore. Perfection is the opposite of success. In biology... Perfection creates extinction. In in entrepreneurship, perfection is the opposite of profit. And so we have to bust through this and realize I'm going to make lots of mistakes. In fact, mistakes are the name of the game. So let me ask you a question if you're really honest. Is A-plus syndrome killing your dreams a little or a lot? What do you guys think? That's right. And I want to honor you for being honest because it takes a lot of courage and realness to be honest about something like that. But when you get honest about it, that's when you can change things. And there is a cure And I got six minutes to give it to you. All right? Would you like to know what the cure is, guys? All right. So number one skill for the future is agile risk-taking. Agile risk-taking. I'm going to break that down for you. Agile risk-taking. Flexible, strategic risk-taking is the name of the game. It is the the opposite of the mindset of the 1930s post-depression mindset. Is the entire opposite of it because we are in a different world today. All right? Reid Hoffman, founder of LinkedIn. If you aren't embarrassed by the first version of your product, you shipped too late. <laughs> yeah! Ha, ha, ha! Ha, ha, ha! Exactly! Right? You got to be embarrassed more. Right? The first stuff I put out, I look back and I'm like, whoa! Whoa! But we got it out. Different priority. So if you're waiting around to get the perfect thing, the perfect, perfect thing, no, ship it, next, and you'll learn. That's the name of the game. Who's want to be a little bit more embarrassed moving forward? Let me see if I show hands. Can we honor that? All right, great. Now here's some proof that failure is how you become successful. Okay. So baseball players, the best in the world, 15 to 35% success rate in their batting stats. In academic terms, that's an F but it gets them to the World Series. Not beating the, not beating the Boston Red Sox. I'm a Dodger fan, okay? Two years in a row. I saw someone walking around with a Red Sox hat, and I will find you, okay? <laughs> um, but think about this. The best baseball players in the world, at 15% gets you in the majors. 35% makes you an all-star. The best salespeople in the world have a failure rate of 80 to 90%. They wouldn't pass their classes at that rate. Think about that. 80% failure and they win. Who likes that data? Yeah. Abraham Lincoln only won 30% of the elections that he ran. 30%. Abraham Lincoln failed 70% of the time in politics. Look at him. Changed the world. Point. Oh, this was staggering. I was trying to find stuff that's like not Colonel Sanders because everyone uses Colonel Sanders. So I was trying to find un Colonel Sanders examples. 0.006% of Emily Dickinson's work was published in her lifetime. Yeah. Loser, though. Total loser. Didn't get anything right. <laughs> right? And then Tim Ferriss. 26 out of 27 publishers said no. That's 97%. 3% success rate, Tim Ferriss. And you're wondering why it's hard to get 100% and that you have to get 100% to be there. While everybody else is like 3%ing their way to success. Who follows? Does this make sense? So the agile approach, okay? I'm going to give it to you fast, but, you know, just take it in. Remember, you can get the slides, so don't take notes. Be with me, okay? The agile approach, all right? Take tests that you feel unprepared for. It's the opposite of what we learned. It's impossible to succeed without asking for help, and it's not cheating. It's called teamwork. You've got to cheat more, which is asking for help, all right? The only way to thrive financially is to get bad grades. That's the only way to do it you got to get Fs. you got to get 3%, 2%, 1% success, not 100%. Also, you have to be proactive. You can't sit back and be passive and expect things to come to you. No client is like, yo, let me show up at your house and like overcome all my own objections so that I can buy your stuff. <laughs> Could you, let me introduce you. You know what? I've already overcome my objections. I found you, and here's $10,000. Like That doesn't happen. You've got to be proactive in that process. And whose permission do you really need? Come on, y'all. Whose permission do you really need? That's right. Just look left and right and go, I only need my permission from now on. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Only yours. One last little thing. Fifteen and or more of these companies no longer, no longer have uh, required a degree. There's a lot more. A new uh, article on Glassdoor recently came out. Okay, here's some companies where you don't need a degree anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, Whole Foods, not the checkout person, (laughs) corporate. And by the way, in my business, we hire the entry level in my business because we're trauma informed. You have to have a master's degree. Starting salary is $40,000 with a master's. Okay. So just think about that. Okay. And by the way, let's talk about one more loser, Apple. Everyone ever heard of Apple? Those losers got an F and only captured 45% of the smartwatch market last month in September. But yet are they raking in the money? They got a 45% on their test and they're crushing it. Who follows? Does this make sense? So we got to fail more. Who wants to let themselves get an F from now on? Who wants like this F thing, (laughs) right? And the ultimate F word is faith. Because you're moving into an area of life, maybe you haven't experienced before, something that's new, people around you haven't been there yet, you're the leader. You may be the first person in your lineage to do this work. The first the first, think about that, and especially if you're a woman. I work with 97% females. Strange, six foot five white guy from Kansas. I know, but very strange. But they're usually the first in their lineage to speak up and earn, and then out-earn sometimes their partner. So you, go, yeah, it's a beautiful thing, and you got to be easier on yourself. You got to be easier on yourself and say, you know what? I'm really the first. It's like some people are like, I'm the first in my family to go to university. You're like, I'm the first in my family to start a business. Same. By the way, just as significant, if not more. So you got to get yourself a pat on the back, all right? So a couple of keys to agility. you got to prioritize speed over precision. Stop trying to get it all perfect. Get it going. Speed is the most important thing. How fast can you get something up? It doesn't have to look good. You have to prioritize learning over perfection. Because how are you going to learn? There's, entrepreneurs aren't, let me learn everything, then do it. They just kind of bumble through things, learning as they go, right? It's like we kind of like jump out the plane, and then we like build the parachute on the way down, (laughs) like, oh, and then it works, right? But, you know, you procrastinate if you're on the ground. That's why you got to go so high up, right? Also, you got to prioritize testing over other people's opinions, let the data prove it out. People come to me all the time. Mastin, what do you think? I'm like, I'm not your ideal person. Don't ask me. Go find out and tell me what the data says and then we'll pivot. Okay. Because data doesn't lie. So until you've tested something, don't go asking your parents, your partner, whatever, because they'll go, Oh, that's nice. You should change this. Might be the work. By the way, my favorite stuff that we publish never converts. It's like, whatever my favorite one is, I know that one won't convert in the data. We just did a a, a logo contest for one of the companies I'm starting. My favorite one got like 2% of the vote, <laughs> okay? So you want to follow data, not opinions. And that's more, never been more possible than today. Also, you want to prioritize momentum over confidence. People think I have to have confidence before I get started, but getting started, I build your confidence because you get more and more and more experience, which creates more and more confidence, And as soon as you learn something new, change the approach. Don't just, you know, bumble along, go, oh, I failed. Change the approach. And you want to create and surround yourself with a culture of positive feedback. Because most of us who get Fs on tests weren't like, yeah, good job on those 45% you got right. What do they do? Yeah, There's a guilt and shame associated with it. So what you want to do is you want to surround yourself with a culture of people who are going to take what you learn and take what wins and amplify that and change that, not focus on the criticism and the negative stuff. And probably one of my most important pieces of advice is there's certain fires you have to learn to let burn. Most people, when you're scaling, want to put out all the fires, get everything perfect, get everything optimized. And it's like, no, let that fire burn. And there are some people... Some opinions and some problems you must strategically ignore in the beginning or in your pivot. Because if you take it all into consideration, you'll be too busy focusing on all the stuff that doesn't matter. Because what moves the ball forward is momentum, launching, pivoting, learning, revenue, delivering value, and you got to ignore other things. Do you guys think there's some problems it's time to ignore? Some opinions it might be time to ignore? What do you guys think? All day long. So successful entrepreneurs know that taking risks is the safest thing to do. Because we pivot, we learn, we grow. We're surrounded by positive feedback. That's what this room is all about, is positive feedback. So purpose is the cure for this because purpose is the thing that gets you going for your children to prove the naysayers wrong. It's the reason why you're like, you know what, I know that the fire is burning, but I'm going to go anyway instead of overthinking things. Because you could overthink things straight into what? Your old job. Yeah. Ooh. You could go right back, but no one in this room is going to go back. Why? Who's done going back? It's only four from now on. Let me see if I show a hands. That's right. So that's why because you're in the environment, you have a reason why. Okay? Purpose gives you a reason to take the risk. It gives you a reason to take the risk, and agility is your key because you can take the risk not get it right, you can fail, but you're agile and you're flexible and you're going to pivot. That's the name of the game. So I wish I had more strategic advice than this, but this is what you got to do. You got to do it messy and you got to do it afraid. I'm going to use one cuss word. Is that okay? Okay. Is this are you cool? Is it cool? Okay. So here's what courage feels like. People think courage is like Superman, right? Courage is oh fuck. Oh fuck, 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 oh fuck. Oh fuck, oh fuck, That's what courage is. Now it's one cuss word ten times. You got to feel that every day. Every day. So my fear maxim is unless you're in mortal danger, fear is a compass showing you where to go. Unless you're in mortal danger, fear is a compass. So you got to do what you're afraid of every single day number one way to, not, to, to cancel out a fear is to do the stuff you're afraid of until you're no longer afraid of it in the right environment with the right levels of support, okay? So I have one last question for you. You guys have been great. Thank you for keeping up with me. I know I've gone really fast. I have one more. And it's a very important question, okay? Anyone in the room looking for, been praying for, asking for a sign, you're like, please send me a sign. Is anybody doing this? <laughs> Here is your fucking sign, Okay, this is your sign. All right, the angels and parting the clouds weren't available today, so this is your sign. You're like, dear God, please send me one. Here it is. You gotta be courageous. You gotta mess up. You gotta do it afraid. You gotta fail. This is your sign. I hope I've overcome all the objections. So ladies and gentlemen, why do we launch? Because now more than ever, LaunchCon, the world needs your purpose. I'm Mastin Kip. Thank you guys so much. (laughs)